0: Hello everyone, this is Bola, I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know Podcast. So this is the first episode of the podcast in 2020. Happy New Year, I am super excited to be starting a new year and to be starting it with you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. And on this episode of the podcast today, my guest is Cindy Zuniga, and she's going to be sharing how she paid off $215,000 worth of student loans in under five years. So a bit about Cindy. She's the founder of Zero Based Budget Coaching, LLC. And after graduating law school in 2015 with over $210,000 of student loans, Cindy decided to take control of her money by immersing herself in the world of personal finance. In 2018, she launched at zero based budget on Instagram to document her debt payoff journey and to simplify personal finance concepts for other people just like her. After recognizing people's unique needs and goals through her platform, Cindy founded Zero Based Budget Coaching LLC and now offers personal finance coaching services and speaks to audiences small and large about budgeting, saving, investing, and more. And as of December, 2019, just a few weeks ago, Cindy is now officially debt-free, and is now pursuing her financial freedom. And I am just really, really excited for Cindy. As you listen to this podcast episode, you'll hear us talking about how we met and where she was at the time we met. Um, She attended a Clevero Finance event, and it's just so incredible to watch her growth and progression in such a really, really short time. So I'm really excited to be sharing this interview. And Cindy practices law full-time as a commercial litigator. She is a graduate of Stony Brook University and obtained her Juris Doctor degree from the Benjamin N. Cardozo School of Law. She was born and raised in the Bronx and currently resides in Harlem. So on this episode, Cindy shares her money story and growing up as a child of immigrants, she shares the enough is enough moment that caused her to focus on becoming debt free. She also shares the specific things that she did to pay off her debt, how she stayed motivated, her plans after becoming debt-free, and so much more. But before we get into this episode, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you should. We are at CleverGirl Finance and we have a great time on Instagram. Shout out to our IG family. Also, as we start a new year, this is a great time to really lay out your plans and create a roadmap to help you achieve your goals. So head on over to Clarerofinance.com/slash financial dash roadmap to download our free Clever Finance Roadmap, which is essentially a step-by-step guide to help you get equipped with the knowledge and confidence you need to handle your money, get out of debt, and create a sound financial future for yourself. And if you have the Clever Finance book, it's a great guide to go along with the book. But if you don't have the book, which you should get, (laughs) it's still super useful as a standalone guide as well. And like I mentioned, starting out a new year, this is a great time to really get focused and leverage that guide to help you achieve your goals for 2020 and I'll also put the link to it in the show notes. And then if you haven't been to our YouTube channel yet, what are you waiting for? I am completely thoroughly enjoying creating the videos for YouTube. It is so much fun now. We have two types of videos. The first type are the quick straight to the point steps and then the second type of video that we recently introduced is a Q&A session that I have been doing and I'm answering questions that folks have been sharing on Instagram or our YouTube community, and I'm just having a really, really great time starting to engage more on YouTube and getting to know you guys who spend more time on YouTube as your social media platform of choice. So head on over to youtube.com slash clevergirlfinance. And if it's been a while since you stopped by our website, clevergirlfinance.com, we have a ton of great content on the blog. As always, we are creating articles on different topics that are really important to know as you improve your personal finances. We're also creating articles on really popular questions that we're getting asked all the time. And of course, we have our courses on clevergirlfinance.com on a variety of different money topics. And once you sign up to take a course with Clever Girl Finance, then you're also able to schedule free calls with our mentors who are there to guide and support you as you work on improving your finances. And finally, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and you love what you're listening to, please do. And then head over to iTunes to leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. So now let's get into this episode with Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Bola. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to speak with you on the podcast and share your story and your knowledge with all of our amazing listeners. And you and I had met, um, I believe, at a Clever Girl Finance event that you had come to um, mm-hmm. as you began your journey to paying off your student loans. Yes, and then, from there you you kind of made a ton of progress, and then you were also on a panel a year later for the launch of my book, so I'm just really excited to share your story. Your growth has been amazing, okay. but
1: I'd love for you to tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, So I'm Cindy. I am a uh, full-time attorney here in New York City, Uh, but I'm also the founder of Zero Based Budget Coaching, which is a personal finance coaching business where I coach clients. uh, So it's individuals and couples on all things, you know, personal finance, how to budget better, how to save better, how to pay off debt Um, And I also have had the opportunity to speak to audiences as well regarding personal finance topics.
0: So that's awesome. And what's Mm -hmm. really interesting about your story is that you um, have a different background, right? Like many of us in the personal finance space, um, you are actually a lawyer. So I'd love for you to tell (laughs) us more information about, you know, share some more insights about your money story. What is your money story, the story that led you to this place um, of being that Expert now that's helping other people overcome their own financial issues.
1: Yeah, so my uh, my money story really begins with my parents. So my parents are both immigrants. Uh, they immigrated here to New York City many many years ago from Ecuador and Honduras, and so we were you know raised in a very low income community in the Bronx, where unfortunately I didn't know much about money growing up. Right, I knew about the lack of it but I didn't really know about the management of it. And so that's not something that I like blame my parents for or anything, right? Because my parents were more focused on being able to put food on the table versus trying to like, you know, figure out how to invest here in this yep. new country of theirs, <laughs> right? Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I I was always very conscious of money. My parents did, uh, they were very responsible and didn't take on like any consumer debt or anything like that. And so I was always very mindful of money and I, you know, I went to college, uh, actually on a full scholarship. So I didn't really have to take out much debt for my undergrad degree, but then I decided I wanted to go to law school and <laughs> law school is very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, for anyone thinking i going, <laughs> in case you didn't know, law school is actually incredibly expensive. So, uh, you know, I had to have the conversation with my parents and my sisters when I was going to law school and my parents really just encouraged me to just go for it, right? They knew that I was going to have to take on a lot of debt. Uh, You know, we were very well aware of that fact. I wouldn't be able to have much support from my family on that end, uh, though I did get a partial tuition scholarship for law school, which was great. Um, But even with that, You know, I graduated with over $200,000 of debt. And I'd say about 90% of it was law school debt. And about 5% of it was undergrad debt because I did take out a small loan for a fifth year that I decided to do when I was an undergrad. Um, And then the other 5% was consumer debt. So just credit cards, right? And so I graduated law school with uh, actually a really fantastic um, position at a a top law firm here in the country. And I was uh, just so blessed to have that. But <laughs> I also had a huge student loan debt mountain that I knew I would need to get over. Mm-hmm. And so I that's that's really kind of a little bit about just the background of my money story and kind of, you know, how I got to the point where I realized I needed to actually learn about money. Right. I had been ignoring it for the first really you know 26 years of my life and not ignoring it as in like you know I knowingly did not want to learn about it but just you know in my upbringing it really wasn't a topic that I was actually having to confront on oh I actually want to become more educated on debt payoff or debt management or credit or investing even anything like that and so I finally realized that yeah this is this is the time is now <laughs> to figure all of this out <laughs> there's no way that I'm going to be you know like what happens with many lawyers, unfortunately, and doctors and dentists is, you know, we go from being extremely broke med law school students to having, you know, six figure salaries and being really fortunate with a, a great career. And then we're like, oh, well, now we have to have a nicer apartment or we have to have a nice car or we have to do this or we have to do that. When the truth is that, you know, we haven't paid off that degree yet. And, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about kind of what led me to, um, you know, yeah, that moment of, okay, I need to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about prioritizing, right? And,
0: you know, for someone who's listening to this, that a lot of women actually listening to this are in the space where they have student loans and they're trying to figure out how to pay it off. And I'm glad that you mentioned the amount that you owed. Yeah. Um, keyword here owed, <laughs> we'll get <Yes>. to that <laughs> because I think people sometimes get caught up in the fact that while well, I owe 50K, I owe hundred K, I owe $200,000 like you did. And they put themselves in this space where they feel like they can never pay it off and it's just too much to deal with. So, you know, I'm just going to live my life and then accept that I'm meant to be paying this off forever. Yes. And I think so many people fall into this mindset of right. they cannot do something right um, and so I'm glad that you mentioned that and also the fact that you're going to share, you know, what you've done to pay down and almost mm-hmm. pay off your loans yes. um, as a way to inspire <laughs> and motivate someone who's listening. Because I think, you know, there's this whole like masses slash herd behavior that sometimes we tend to fall into when we see everybody just not paying off their debts yeah. or not achieving financial security or financial independence. And I'm like, okay, you know what? who am I to do it if they haven't done it, right? Mm -hmm. So you think about like you, a lawyer who's making six figures or another lawyer who's making six figures, but hasn't paid off their student loans. Well, if that person is making six figures and they can't pay off their student loans, like why do I even think that? I'm going to be able to do that too. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> so, <laughs> so during the Clever World Finance book launch, when you were sharing your story, mm-hmm. your background with money, one of the things that you talked about or alluded to was your enough is enough moment where uh, you had yes. graduated from law school so many years <laughs> ago and you were still paying minimum payments on your student loans until you came to one particular realization.
1: Can you share that? Yes. So, um, okay. So I graduated law school in June, 2015. And because of the automatic like deferment period and whatnot, you, you didn't have to start paying your, well, you don't have to start paying your loans after, I think it's like six or seven months after you graduate. So my first payment, very conveniently. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I was like, oh, okay, that's wonderful. Great. I don't have to pay it until January of 2016. And so January, 2016 comes and the, that whole first year, I was, was making my minimum payments which were two thousand dollars now this is a huge amount of money right a two thousand dollar <laughs> minimum payment is not chump change
0: and that's I already re- felt, that's rent that's yes. a mortgage that's like oh, uh, oh my god listen please I'm was... of
1: my organic groceries how much can I buy with that in one? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh and I was just like wow this is crazy but you know I mean I was like you know I was extremely uh just blessed right that I would be able to cover that um but still $2000 is $2000 well 2016 comes and goes and and I had been making you know diligently my $2000 <laughs> monthly payment and so at the end of the year I had made a $24,000 payment, um, I thought it was a dent in my student loans. But then I got a statement, uh, the, the, the statement that you basically are able to file with the IRS as far as how much student loan interest you've paid that year. And I realized at the end of the year that out of the $24,000 I had paid to my student loans, only about two dollars or $4,000 actually went to the principal and twenty dollars to $22,000 went to interest. <laughs> shock interest of your life <laughs> so I almost started crying I think I may have actually cried because I was I was floored I was so frustrated I could not believe that literally like all the money <laughs> <had been> kept, <laughs> my student loans went to interest and I was just like I'm never gonna get out of this like, I, I, I've i been set up to fail. And that was my enough is enough moment. That was the moment that I was like, you know what? Enough of this. I need to figure out how this whole money thing works. I need to figure out how student loans work, how interest works. And, you know, people had been throwing out the words like consolidation and refinancing and all these words I just did not know. And I was like, no, I need, I need to figure this out. I need to do something. And so that was definitely my enough is enough <laughs> moment. And that really led to the major step one that I did, which was refinance my student loans. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's And,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I always tell people it's, you know, this, your story is so crazy, but it's the truth. And what I always tell people is that when it comes to debt, It's rarely about the principal balance, right? That's the easy part. It's the interest. And that's because interest is compounded. And the way it's compounded daily, weekly, average compounding, all this stuff that piles it up, right? And especially because creditors, lenders are in the game of making money and they make money through interest, they're going to try to maximize that opportunity as yeah. best as they can. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm making all these payments to my credit card, my student loan, all these things, my car note, but I don't see any change. My Progress, because right. Because of the interest. It's because of the interest. So let's kind of get in the into your story a bit more. Um mm-hmm. starting with the good news, which is you have almost finished paying off that two hundred thousand dollars, right? You're yes. so close.
1: Oh, I'm so close. <laughs> You're like a month or two away. Yes, how far are you away? Yes, yes. Um, yes. So God willing, I will be debt free in December 2019. We can yes. just celebrate now because yes. that's like a month and a half away, girl. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. One and like, a half payments to go. Seriously, I'm so
1: excited. <laughs> that's amazing. Two hundred
0: thousand yeah.
1: dollars. Two hundred and fifteen. Actually, 215? yeah, wow. that's that's how much it'll be when all is said and done. It'll be two fifteen.
0: And I bet you had people telling you that you can do it.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, when I first started telling people that I was on this kind of, you know, aggressive debt payoff journey, they were just like, yeah, okay. Good and and what you. <laughs> I you know what's what's interesting and I did want to, you know, note is that you know, the the amount of money of course is is relative to my degree, right? Mm-hmm. And my career. And um so I do want to of course note that and the financial privilege that comes along with being able to pay off, you know, on my own that amount of debt in Basically, four years. Uh, But I also did want to note that there are people that make similar salaries to to what I do, right? Doctors, lawyers, that thought that I was crazy. They were just like, wait, you're going to do what? And I was like, well, I mean, you can too. But like, (laughs) you know, and so I just, it's it's an interesting thing, right? I think that people really, you know, if if you don't have a plan, then you're not going to accomplish it right and and so that's what i set out to do i set out to actually create you know a concrete plan to get this done and yeah god willing and <laughs> in a month and a half i'll be debt free and i'm just like you know i want to throw a party
0: <laughs> so so if you're listening to this and you heard cindy say that her income was relative to her being able to pay off her debt in that short amount of time and you kind of like blocked us out and want to reel you back in right now yeah. because also the amount of time you know that it takes um is, or let me rephrase that. Even if you don't have the income to support that, the actions of consistency you put into place, even though it'll take you a longer amount of time, is still relative to you being able to pay off your debt. You might make half of what Cindy makes, may make a quarter of what she makes, and it might take you 10 years to pay off the debt or eight years to pay off the debt, but it's all about the consistency and the focus and the commitment and the discipline. Because like you just said, Cindy, there are doctors and lawyers who probably make more money than you. Oh yeah. have the same amount of debt, or maybe even less debt, than you who still have not paid them off and have no intention of paying that debt off. And they will go to retirement with that debt still there, you know, so don't, you know, a lot of people will hear you say, oh, I have a high income, I'm a lawyer. Oh yeah, it was so easy for her to pay off that 200K. But it's not always like that. Think about Mm -hmm. the people who owe smaller amounts, like $10,000 and they make $50,000, right? Right. Or like $60,000, but they still don't pay off the $10,000. It's not about how much you're making. It's about the intention, the commitment, the discipline um, and things like that. So don't block us out yet. No, no,
1: definitely (laughs) not. matters to you. Yeah, I mean, I've met, you know, to be perfectly honest, I've met attorneys that are, you know, they've been in the game for way longer than I have and they're still talking about their student loans, right? And it's like, it's just an interesting thing when people will say, oh, well, you know, you have a high income and so, you know, yes, let me block you out. And it's like, well, actually, let me tell you about the sacrifices that I've actually had to make. Right. And where Let you me, came from. and where Yeah. Yeah. From. Let me tell you about and the it, fact that I yeah. didn't grow up with this kind of financial literacy or certain you know access to certain privileges that maybe others may have. And also, I don't live in a fancy apartment in Midtown. Right. Well, like I, I could, <laughs> but I don't. Right. I, I could but i don't and the reason why i don't is because i have certain financial goals and so i decided to cut my rent costs dramatically right i decided to meal prep right i meal prep four out of the five days of the week right like uh, as far the week the the work week i mean um, you know where everyone else is going out buying lunch doing this doing that i bring my lunch from home Right, and why do I do these things? It's because I have such big goals that to some may be aggressive, but I'm like, you know what? I just need a plan, right? So, so to whomever's listening, right, just create a plan and execute. You might have to make certain sacrifices, right? Everyone does, no matter what income level you're at, no matter how much debt you have. Everyone is going to have to make some type of sacrifice, but if you do create a plan and you stick to it, you have the discipline to stick to it, then you know, you'll, you'll be able to see it through. Mm -hmm.
0: So speaking of plans, (laughs) what were some of the specific things that you did um, to pay off your debt from like starting with or starting right after that realization you had where you realized, Oh my God, most of the money I was paying all 20 something thousand dollars I paid went to interest. What were some of the things you did, um, you know, to get yourself from, that big amount to now one and a half months away from being debt free? You know, especially for those who are listening and are still trying to figure out, okay, I get what Cindy is saying. I get what Bola is saying,
1: but I I don't have a plan. What were the things that you did? So the first thing I did was I refinanced my student loans. And so that was huge to me because I had a lot of loans with like eight, nine percent interest rate, which is pretty high. And so I decided to refinance my student loans. And uh, essentially what that means is that you take out a new loan with a private lender, that private lender pays off your student loans. So most of my student loans were with the federal government. So I refinanced with a company called SoFi. And so SoFi went ahead and paid off all my student loans. And now I have a loan with SoFi. Right. And so I do want to caution people uh, that there are certain things that kind of come with refinancing. And one thing is, you know, when you have your loans with the federal government, for example, you can qualify for certain programs such as public student loan forgiveness or income based repayment plans, um, even, you know, deferment or forbearance things that, you know, if, if you were to lose your job, for example. And so with a private lender, some of those things may or may not be available to you. For example, public student loan forgiveness and income-based repayment wouldn't be available to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do want to note that. Um, but yes, so I refinanced. And then from there I made a plan of so so my plan originally was I want to pay this off in five years. And so when I refinanced, I refinanced for a five year term and I decided, okay, I can make these payments. My payments did go up a bit, but you know it was all again about, you know, having having to make sacrifices. And so I actually wrote out a plan like on paper. (laughs) (laughs) On paper, I wrote down, okay, this is how much I'd have to pay. This is what I'll do. Um, Another thing is that, excuse me, any uh, bonuses and my pay increases that I've had in the past, you know, four or five years, I've put it basically all to my debt. So it's not just... The basic minimum payment that I've made, but I've also, you know, tax refunds, bonuses, uh, pay raise, anything else that I've been able to, I've thrown to my debt, which means that I've kept my lifestyle the same as I've had when I graduated law school. Right. And I think that's really important because, you know, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to Bola's podcast, you you know about negotiating pay increase and, you know, the the, the power that we have uh, to really kind of, you know, claim ownership of over what should be ours right in the workplace. And and you're getting those pay increases and you're getting those bonuses, you're getting your commissions, uh, mm-hmm. anything that you can extra throw it to your debt. Right. Mm -hmm. Just just why not just put it towards your debt because it's going to help you achieve your financial goals a lot quicker. And so that's kind of what I did as far as, you know, how to actually, you know, specific things to pay off my debt. Right. Refinance, uh, create a very concrete plan of, okay, this is how much I'll have to pay off in this year in X year and X year and then throwing anything extra that I could uh, to that debt. And avoiding that lifestyle creep, especially and since you've had the income to yes. support it. <laughs> yes, and avoiding that lifestyle creep, which let me tell you, let me be honest, like <laughs> that's hard it is not easy no like, especially no. when your peers, your friends who are making the
0: colleagues making the same as you are more than you are like stepping up their game and their yes. their lifestyle You are like oh my god I still live in that tiny little studio. yes like what are you doing girl and it's like I just took a vacation it's his family uh, yeah yeah so, I, I love that you you, you talked about really understanding what you get into when you're refinancing, that's really important. And it's, it depends on what you're refinancing into, but all those things that Cindy mentioned are really key. You know, when you refinance from federal to private, there's some benefits um, that you may lose, but that's okay if you have a plan, because your goal is not to hold on to benefits so that you can stay in debt. Your goal is to get out of debt. Um, The only other thing I'd add is that, especially for people who were just trying to wrap their heads around this, is that, you know, in order to accelerate your debt payoff, you're going to need to make extra payments in addition to refinancing if that's a path that you choose to go. And so you Mm -hmm. just want to make sure, you know, not all creditors operate the same way, but you just want to make sure that every extra payment that you're making in excess of your minimum payment is being applied to your principal balance. Super important. So if it means logging into your account every month to put that extra payment in the box that says make payment to principal balance, Mm -hmm. or if it means pick up your phone and calling them once a month and saying, hey, creditor, I'm about to make... an extra thousand dollar payment can you confirm that thousand dollars is going towards my principal and not interest is really really important because you know the way it works is that interest is compounded on interest and if you make an extra payment and it mostly goes to interest but doesn't touch your principal balance then that's even more compounding on that principal balance it hasn't changed in addition to the interest that it it's compounded and then it's just like your debt is growing instead of declining or declining ever so slowly. Mm
1: -hmm. So super,
0: Mm -hmm. super important. I think I kind of explained that in a wonky way, but you guys get the gist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Uh,
0: So Cindy, the steps that you mentioned are one thing, they're practical. Do this Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, this is what I did. But then there's the whole other side of this equation, right? Which is like the 80% part because the steps are the Mm -hmm. easy part, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like the mindset and motivation, So how did you keep yourself in check? Were there people or things like around you in your life? How did you support yourself to
1: follow through with this over four years? So the main thing is looking at my why, right? Everyone has to have their why. And for some people, it's going to be something like, you know, I do eventually want to move into a fancy, nice apartment and I want to buy the car of my dreams or whatever it may be. Um, But for me, it was really my parents, right? It's like, my parents came to this country with absolutely nothing. And we were, you know, they did what they could, right? Uh, But we lived in a very low income community, you know, in the Bronx. And my parents are the kings and queens of side hustles. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) they invented the side hustle, I swear. Uh, And I knew I needed to do right by them. And so I constantly just use that, right? My parents and my sisters, my nephew as what would propel me to financial freedom, right? Is being able to help them, right? Being able to show them, hey, like you did all right, (laughs) right? Like, like, hey, you like your, your daughter is, you know, accomplishing things that so many people would never even imagine. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's also able to own that degree right she's, a, yeah. she's also able to pay off that degree that was so incredibly expensive. Um, but you know th- that was that was my main thing is really looking at my why and honestly another thing that I would recommend to everyone is uh, tell someone right? Tell someone your goals, tell your best friend, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents, right? Like I did, uh, tell someone and, you know, someone that loves you and cares about you and believes in you and just share with them, Hey, look, I have this goal of being debt-free in 10 years or eight years, or I want to pay off my credit card by the end of next year. And, you know, that'll also help you feel accountable, And so I definitely think that looking at your why and telling someone are absolute key to actually being able to achieve, you know, the financial goals that you want to. Mm
0: -hmm. And I can definitely relate to, you know, you thinking of your parents and them being tied into your why. So I'm a child of immigrants um, myself, as you already know, Cindy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, I did a podcast episode called The Makings of Me, where I talk about like my family history and things like that. And honestly, for me personally, it's just knowing where I come from and knowing what my parents had to give up and sacrifice and what my grandparents um, had to give up and sacrifice for me to be here where I am with all the opportunities and privileges that I have. Mm -hmm. That does not allow me to ever take what I have for granted, Um, you know, you can, even though privilege is handed to you sometimes, right? We, the privilege is to live in this country, right? As much as America has all its crazy issues going on, um, this is still one of the best places to live in the world in terms of opportunity, right? right? We all have to admit that. And, you know, this in itself, being here is a privilege, right? Being able to have electricity in your house is a privilege. Like when I was growing up, when we moved back to Nigeria, we would go three, four weeks with no electricity in our house. Mm-hmm. And for my fellow Nigerians who are listening to this, you guys can all relate to that. And it was just normal, right? You would- right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We grew up in homes where we had bars in our windows because yeah. you know you were afraid of getting robbed in the middle of the night of people breaking into your home with guns to rob you. And so yeah. it's all these different things that when you think about where your parents come from, what they had to give up, to bring you here to a whole new environment where they, you know, don't fit into the system and they have to figure things out on their own, you know, in order for you to be in this space, you can't take what you have for granted. Like that's it's just something that really resonates with me. So thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so you are now on the cusp of being debt-free. Uh, yes. um, and you're about <laughs> to free up thousands of dollars uh, every yeah. month. Yes. What are you gonna do? So, what are your plans? Okay, I know you're gonna go shopping because I've seen your list on Instagram. And I love it. <laughs> Treat yourself. Oh, I, love there. It. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but like, what are your big goals? I want to kind of like bask in your dreams for a moment. Yeah. Now that you're almost, you're just
1: on the cusp of the other side. Yeah. So you know, I think that my main goal is really to make sure that I keep the the true goal in mind at all times and the true goal for me is not debt freedom it's financial freedom yes right it's overall being able to achieve one day financial independence where the money that I have invested for example is enough to sustain my lifestyle without me having to work again and so some people might know this as fire right and now I don't really talk too much about fire like on my you know Instagram for example or with my clients because I really have no interest in retiring anytime soon. We're on the same lane. Oh my gosh! Like I would be bored out of my mind, right? Or like I just, you know, I I really do enjoy being an attorney, and I really do love my career, and I also do want to grow my business, right? Um, but for me, I see I see myself doing that you know, well into my fifties, my sixties, my, who knows my seventies. I just don't see a world where I stop working personally. Right. That's just my own personal vision for my life. Um, but really as far as what I'm going to do or how I'm planning on managing that money now that I am going to have all that money freed up. And that is what happens when you pay off your debt, right? You mm-hmm. kind of give yourself a raise because it's That's like an entire phrase. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait, this money is for me now. I don't have to give it to the banks anymore. It's, it's mine. And so, uh, for me, I'm extremely big on budgeting. I always have been, uh, since as well, since starting this journey at least. And so for me now, instead of putting those funds in, you know, payoff debt line item, it's going to go into investing and it's going to go to savings, right? And now is all of it going to go there? No, right. Like, you know, Bola had mentioned, I do have some things on my wish list, right? Something uh, that I like. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, hello, Chanel wallet on the chain. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with wanting nice things or anything like that, but it's all about being mindful and responsible. So, no, I'm not planning on increasing my lifestyle dramatically by moving into the extremely expensive luxury apartment in Midtown because personally, I, I just know, (laughs) like, I know my money could be doing so much more for me, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, through investments or savings. And so I do have specific goals on that end where, you know, and that's the thing, I think that you do still need to have these specific goals for yourself, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm done, I'm debt-free, great. And now I'm going to just kind of let my money hang out, right? <laughs> like, no, I, I need to actually create a plan for that money. And so I've, I already have, right? I've already created a plan of what I'm thinking for, you know, in 2020, as far as specific investment goals, savings goals, and, uh, you know, a couple trips or two that I want to take.
0: Mm hmm. That's amazing. And, you know, like the financial independence, retire early community, there's all different, you know, levels or ideas that people have about that. And for me, which is similar to what you talked about, it's options. It's the ability to not have to work if I don't want to. The fact that I can do what I do now and set my own schedule and go to my kids plays and like Mm -hmm. travel and buy Mm -hmm. things I want to buy and know that, you know, I can do that i don't you know i'm not tied to anybody's objectives or schedules or like i'm not right. stuck at a job i hate because i can't afford to leave i can't do this because i can't right. don't have that yeah. like that's most important to me and for me like some people think well it's you know for them they never want to ever work in their life they just want to do like hobbies and travel but for people like you and me i can't imagine myself not doing anything yeah, like, no. i would drive my yeah. family crazy in this yeah. house organizing doing it which i kind of do already i would drive me crazy <laughs> You know, and that's kind of how like my mom is. My mom is just never going to stop working. Like she's, oh, even if, even when she says, you know what, I'm taking the weekend off. She's never taking the weekend off. She's always yeah. doing something and yeah. that's okay. So, um, and the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes, you know, there's just like all kinds of dimensions to fire, retire early, what people think, what people assume of even people within the community, right? Like, oh, Cindy, yeah. for you to want to work, that means you're not really, F I R E, But it's really a personal thing. And the whole point of pursuing financial wellness, financial independence is options. It's not for anybody else. It's not for to prove a point to the world is so that you can have peace of mind and have options. It's not even about the money. It's about the options, the fact that you can move when you want to move, you can work when you want to work, you can help your family, you can give back, you can all these amazing things.
1: So
0: I'm so proud of you. And every time I think about you, I think about (laughs) the first time I met you, which was at that Claro Finance event in New York, and you were wearing that blue dress and you sat right in front and you had your notebook and you were asking questions and you were taking notes. Like, I I can never forget. It's just so amazing to see you here. And I think then you still have like, I think you had said like a hundred something,
1: or like, uh, had oh, like a good amount of student loans. I I think I had like I think I had like 150. Or yeah, something I remember like was yeah, like a it was bigger, something. Like it. You know, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> when people said
1: it, when you said it, they were like, oh, <laughs> they were like, oh, lord. That's why <laughs> she's in the
0: front. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what she
1: needs to she needs to hear this. So she like, needs to hear Ebola saying. <laughs>
0: So as we kind of round up, what advice would you give any of the ladies or even guys who are listening to this podcast episode that are just looking for encouragement? So they've heard your tips, they've heard your advice, they're working their plan. Maybe they even already have a plan, but they're in that process. And you know how you felt when you were in, especially in the early stages before you could actually see the bright lights at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: What advice would you give someone who's listening that just needs a little bit of encouragement as they work their way through this process?
1: I really think that for me, what encouraged me so much, especially early on in my journey, was exactly what you just mentioned, right? When I was sitting in the front row of your event, I hadn't even created zero-based budget yet at all. I had just my you know, private account and it, nobody really knew about what I was doing. And I think that it's really dive into content that fuels you right, is is to go ahead and and follow content creators like Bola, you know, um, that actually, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Zero-based budget on Instagram. (laughs) Hey, plug, right? Um, You know, (laughs) follow people that really encourage you day in and day out, right? Read their articles on their websites, you know, take their courses, educate yourself. That's going to actually create lasting, Change within you, right? Because it, it goes beyond just you becoming debt-free in five years, 10 years, whatever it is. It really goes on to you being able to create the change that will just trickle down through your family tree. That's the kind of change that, that you want to have. Change. Exactly. You want to have generational wealth. That should be yep. the real goal. And in order for you to achieve that, you really need to educate yourself on this. You know, no matter what your background is, no matter if you're, you know, the nurse, the doctor, the lawyer, the stay-at-home mom, the cop, you know, the stay-at-home dad, you know, whomever you are, go ahead and just dive in, right? at, you know... Welcome things that will add value to your life. And so follow Instagram accounts, watch those YouTube videos, listen to those podcast episodes and learn from people and their you know, varying approach on financial freedom and then see what works for you best.
0: Yeah, and even when you get to the other side, like you said earlier, Cindy, it doesn't stop there. There are things that you want to accomplish. You have bigger goals. And like I said, it's not just about the money, right? As you're paying off debt, it might be about the money because you need the money to pay off the debt. But like your big goals in life, the things that you dream about, the things that you want to accomplish, money is simply the option that allows you to do that. So once you get to the other side where you've paid down your debt and you're now pursuing savings and investing, you're thinking about your other goals, like generational wealth, like living a really good life and enjoying life because if you can set yourself up um, to to succeed, and you're going to sacrifice all the stuff to get to that success point, paying off your debt, avoiding lifestyle creep, you know, like figuring out how to stay motivated. You still, you deserve to enjoy all your hard work and live a good life. So don't feel guilty about that. Um, right. You know, because people may look at you from the outside and say, oh, yeah, she earned six figures. They have no idea what it took for you to pay off your debt. They yeah. have no idea what sacrifice you're making to invest, to set things up for your children, for your parents. They have no idea. And that's okay. They don't need to yeah. have an idea yeah of course. yeah. <laughs> <But sure. laughs> keeping your mind that when you get to the other side it's not just about you know what I'm debt-free I made it it's it. all about constant growth yeah absolutely you know, pursuing your dreams living your best life but still never thinking that there's nothing left to learn because you're on that other side
1: right, right. so what's your cover girl superpower <laughs> uh, so I think I'd have to say it's discipline and I think I owe a lot of that to my parents, right? And just shaping me to be the kind of person that, you know, the, the student that was always wanting to learn more, but knew that it wasn't enough to just sit in the classroom. Like I need to, ha- I needed to take personal responsibility and self-discipline to, you know, achieve those high grades. And in, in the workplace, right, uh, with my family, with my friends, with paying off debt. I think that discipline has hands down been the key thing and uh yeah my my clever girl superpower.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And for those of you listening, Cindy and I were recently in Tennessee together. We were at the Dave Ramsey influencer event yes. for people in the personal finance space. And you know, just talking to Cindy was just and getting to know you more was just really, really great. I can already tell you're going to be super, super successful. Like you Mm -hmm, can see your passion in your eyes, not just for like personal finances, but just your career, you know, the things that you want to accomplish, like you are super, super focused. And I hope and pray that you continue to remain focused. And I have no doubt you're going to be super successful.
1: Oh, thank you both. You've been amazing these last (laughs) years. That means a lot. Just watching you, you.
0: (laughs) just watching you has been, so um, everyone would love to know where they can find you, follow you, ask questions. Um, yeah. Just keep up
1: with what you have going on in your life. Oh, absolutely. So uh, my website is zero-basedbudget.com. Uh, but I'm most active on my Instagram account, which is at 0 based budget no dash. And you can also email me if you have any questions, uh, info at zero-basedbudget.com. But a lot of my followers go ahead and DM me and, and I'm pretty good about answering those. So If you have any questions at all, I'm here
0: awesome and I'll put that in the show notes um Welcome. and I love your Tuesday tidbits oh yes you share your, your stories or like money tips so you guys go check Cindy yeah. on Instagram follow her website and I hope to have you on the podcast again soon
1: oh thanks so much <laughs> Bola I really appreciate it
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Cindy and you're feeling inspired and motivated to go out and work on achieving your own big goals. I had a great time interviewing Cindy. And if you love listening to this episode, please subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts and head on over to iTunes to leave a review so that other women just like you, other amazing women can find this podcast as well. Happy new year again. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you on the next episode.